Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam, Hilchais Trumais, Perek Asiri, Chapter 10. We're learning the various laws of Truma. We touched upon the fact that when someone eats Truma who should not be eating Truma, such as an Israelite, a non Kohen, they are violating a serious Torah law. So today he begins by saying, Zor, an alien, meaning alien to being a Kohen, Sha'ach al Truma Bishgaga, who ate Truma. If it happened inadvertently, unknowingly, then Mishalim, he pays restitution. He pays the Kohen, Keren, the principal amount of the Truma he ate. So if he ate a dollar's worth of Truma, he has to pay a dollar. Vachaymesh, he also has to pay an extra fifth. And we did learn and we will learn that this fifth represents... Out of a dollar, it represents a quarter. How is a quarter of a dollar a fifth? A quarter of a dollar is a fourth. The answer is because once you have the quarter added to the dollar, it's a dollar and a quarter. So a quarter is a fifth of a dollar and a quarter. That's the calculation from the gross amount. So he pays that fifth as a penalty and as an atonement. Now this can only happen if it was unknowing, inadvertent. Even though he knew it was truma, he knew it was forbidden. In that case, where is it unknowing? But he did not know whether or not there's a death penalty associated. That he didn't know. This would be inadvertent because he didn't know about the death penalty. So he thought it was a minor, trivial offense. He has to pay the principal and the fifth penalty or atonement. This applies whether a person eats an article that's truma, which is ordinarily eaten. And somebody drinks something that's ordinarily drunk. Truma also spreads forth, not only into eating and drinking, but also into applying oils, into taking truma oil and smearing oneself. So if that is an ordinary application, as it says, they should not profane the sacred Items of the Jewish people, that obviously this includes items. As Hasach, someone who applies oil to himself as well. This also applies to one who eats truma, which was pure, which is the best condition of truma, or even truma that was impure, if he ate it inadvertently, he also needs to make restitution, Mishalem Keren, he has to pay the principal to a Kohen B'chomash and the penalty. However, the penalty phase does not kick in until and unless he eats a minimum volume of the size of an olive. Shanaman, as it says, if man will eat, Holy, unknowingly. So the expression in the Torah is, eat. 
Eat is the key word. Eat has to be at least an olive's worth. Ve'inachila, chusam, mikazayas. Eating is never less than a kazayas in Torah. O kishem, shachilas truma, bikazayas. Just as eating truma is a kazayas, kachsia, bikazayas. So also drinking is also a kazayas. There's a lot of discussion. Usually it's revius and so on and so forth. Gimel, Ochal, if somebody ate truma, violated, and ate truma, because of Rachel, then he did it again. Shosa, he drank, because of Shosa, and drank again, and just kept drinking and kept eating very slowly, what we call sipping, nursing. He's nursing his drink. This is a very famous measure in halacha. If there is, from the time he began eating until he finished eating, sufficient time for kidei achilas pras, in order to eat a particular portion. And here, let's just point, let's just take a minute and look at the note here. In other words, an equivalent of three egg-sized portions. Meaning, if a, person, if a person stretched out his consumption of an olive-sized portion of truma beyond this span, took him longer than this, it's not considered as eating because he will not have ingested a significant amount at once. Now, our sages mention various options with regard to this time span. And this is the famous Kidei Achilas Pras, as long as it takes to eat this portion. Some as brief as two minutes, some as long as nine minutes. And it depends. Commonly speaking, we talk about this measure of time, for example, in eating the kazesim of matzah on Pesach. So the common interpretation is it should be eaten within four minutes, if possible. But this is this time span, kedei achilas pras. From the beginning of the first stage of drinking, until the completion, kedei shsiyah revias. Until one can drink this quarter of a log, from the Kazayas, then it combines. And again, this measure is used on Yom Kippur when somebody needs to eat on Yom Kippur. They should eat less than the required amount. And there, it's usually taken as to mean every eight or nine minutes. And Trumas Maisa, which is the 10% of the 10% the Levi gives, Bain shall demai, whether it's uncertain as to whether the person set aside Truma from this food, which is called demai, as we're going to learn. Domai, we're not sure what it is. Is this Tevel, or is it food from which Truma has been given? Bain Shalvade, or certainly Tevel, where food, where Truma has to be given, we're not sure. Or Hachalo, the Chala, which is the first portion of dough, set aside to the Kohen, in later times burned, or the first fruits, kulon, all of them, mitzdarfen, can combine the kazayas to the size of this olive's worth, so that the obligation or the punishment of Misa, of God forbid, the heavenly death penalty, or the penalty of the fifth, you can have a combination of a little chala, a little bikurim, a little truma, a little truma smicer. They all combine. 
Why is that? Shekulon nikru truma, because at one point or another, the Torah refers to them all by the name truma. That's why they combine. It would have been right that the fifth penalty would not have to be given when somebody inadvertently ate trumas meiser, the tenth of the tenth that the levy gives, of uncertain grains, where there is no obligation for this tithe, as it will be explained. So it would make sense that this would not be there with Dmai, which is uncertain. But our sages said that's a bad idea, because will not require a penalty before we know it. People are going to be very lenient in their dealing with this issue. Hey, five, if somebody ate truma intentionally, two witnesses warned him and said, you're not allowed to do it. And he says, I don't care. And he did it anyway in front of them. He's liable to receive lashes. And he does not have to pay because the principle is that a person, either he gets lashes or he pays. There's no two of them. But if they did not warn him, if the truma was in a state of purity and he ate it, and he has to pay the principal. He does not have to pay the fifth penalty because he did it intentionally. The penalty is only for unintentional. But if it was impure, then what happens to truma? What happens to impure truma? The Kohen cannot eat it. Eat it. What does the Kohen do with his truma that he was given? With truma that he was given that becomes impure. He uses it for heating fuel, we learned. He burns it. So in that case, the guy who violates it has to pay the price of heating fuel. Wood. Because the only thing it could be used for by the Kohen is for heating. The fecal, therefore, is for fuel. Therefore, it stands to reason that if somebody ate truma of berries or pomegranates, and they became, intru- uh, they became impure. There's no obligation at all. Why not? We just said you have to pay the heating that could have been derived from it. Because berries and pomegranates are not fuel. They can never be used for heating. So there's no heating e- equivalent here. Now comes a situation where if somebody eats truma belonging to the Kohen, and he's an Israelite, but it's Pesach, and the truma he ate was chametz. Bein bezodin, whether intentionally, bein bishgoga, or inadvertently, bein tmeya, whether it was impure, bein teira, whether it was pure, potter minatashlumen, there is no financial payment that has to be made here whatsoever. Afilo hifrisha matzah vechmitzah potter, even he set aside matzah, and it became chametz. He's exempt. He doesn't even have to pay the money for fuel. Why not? Because you can't even use it for heating, because you're not allowed to benefit from Chomets on Pesach. And therefore, it has no financial value. Chomets on Pesach is worthless. Chomets owned by a Jew on Pesach has zero value. It has no financial value. However, if somebody in a different scenario ate 
a forbidden food inadvertently, for example. What's the problem with that? You're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. And he ate truma on Yom Kippur. Or he ate truma that had holes in it and were concerned that a poisonous snake went in and out of this produce and left its poison. So our sages say it's forbidden to eat for safety purposes. Or there was truma wine that was left uncovered and were concerned a snake drank from it and injected its poison into it. You have a drunken poisonous snake. So you take the snake to AA. They have snake AA. Or if somebody uses for anointing purposes a combination of wine and oil mixed together. That's called alcohol-based oil. Or he drank oil and vinegar. Or he chewed raw kernels, which is not a normal thing. Or he swallowed vinegar, not a normal thing. All of these are prohibited for health purposes and other purposes, or because of Yom Kippur law and so on. Despite the fact that it's forbidden, he still has to pay the principal plus one-fifth. Another interesting situation which we find from time to time in Halacha. Ches 8. What if he was full? He said, I'm so full I can't have another bite. The Kotzbim is he's disgusted by food. He's about to, to regurgitate. And then he said, well, maybe just a little more. And he had truma, but he didn't enjoy it. Because he was so full. Here, he can't pay the fifth. It says, if he eats, this is not called eating. Not to harm himself, but overeating. So also when somebody chews. Raw kernels, which is not healthy. He's exempt from the fifth. Because not only did he not benefit, he's hurting himself. Nine. A non-Kohen swallowed prunes or something like that of truma. He swallowed them whole and he vomited them up. And they were still whole. So here there are laying on the ground these whole prunes... And nobody even knows the history. It's like nauseating. So they the least. Along comes another guy. Also inadvertently. The first guy who ate them and spit them up. Has to pay principal plus the fifth. The second guy only has to pay the amount of heating to the first. Somebody feeds his workers or his guests. And they're not supposed to eat through The question is, who eats? Who has to pay? The host or the eater? The answer is the eater. Because they are like inadvertent. The who, but he, he has to pay them their meal ticket. Because he promised them a meal. Or he owes them a meal. The amount of everyday food over the truma that they ate. Because a person becomes repulsed from food forbidden to them. Somebody feeds his minor children or his minor or grown slaves. Somebody eats truma. 
outside of Israel. Or somebody eats or drinks less than the amount. Or drank wine of Tumba. If somebody reverses the normal order, he drinks the oil and he applies the wine on his skin. All of these pay. The principle, but being that they're all not done in the normal eating or drinking or smearing oil way, then it's not considered enough to kick in the penalty phase. Yud Beis, segueing into another direction. The daughter of a Kohen who was married to an Israelite. She used to be a Kohen, but then she was married to an Israelite. She lost her status. She became unfit. And in a state of inappropriateness, she consumed Truma. She has to pay us, the principal, but not the penalty, because she used to eat Truma. A woman who was a regular Truma eater, because she was married to a Kayin, for example, and they said to her, Your husband died, or guess what? Your husband divorced you. Or a servant who used to eat truma, was eating truma, and they said to him, Your master died, and you have been entered into the estate of someone who is not a kosher Kohen, so you can't eat by virtue of the one who is now your master. Or they tell him that he was sold from a Kohen to an Israelite, a Nisan or you were given a Shichrarach, or the slave is told, the servant is told, you were liberated, Mazel Tov, that's the good news. The bad news is you can't eat Truma anymore. And so also, a Kohen who ate, Venaydale, suddenly the Kohen finds out, whoops, Shuhu ben Grusha ben Chalutza, they tell him that he's really the son of a divorced woman or the son of a woman who went through Leverite marriage, not a kosher Kohen, and he just finds this out. So he can no longer eat, being that they were eating regularly for some time before this, all they have to pay is the principal to another Kohen, but not the penalty. What if it was Chomets, and it was just before Pesach? They don't have to pay, because everybody knows that just before Pesach, everybody's running in circles. It's a state of massive confusion. Nech bezulecha, so it was really, really an accident. Nech bezulecha, if they were in a hurry to eat, were botku. And they didn't carefully check. V'kulon so that was the Arab Pesach confusion. V'kulon shoyisolem truma b'sech piyam shiodr shimuzlecha. In any situation, if somebody has truma in their mouth, they're in the midst of eating it, and suddenly they find out they shouldn't be eating it, the first thing should be done is the tumor should be spit out, spat out. That's the first thing. Then you discuss. And again, what we can just take out of this, in short, is the seriousness of the violation of an inappropriate person or situation eating tumor. The tumor is so sacred. Haya Eichel. If somebody is in the midst of eating tumor, and they said to him, so guess what? You just became impure. A nitmasat or the truma you were eating just became impure. Tomei you are tomei. Tomei or the truma was tomei. 
already just found out that it is Tebel, not Truma, or it's the first tithe of the Levi, which still has to be given to the Kohen, or it's the second tithe, which we haven't even learned about yet. But that's the tithe we bring to Jerusalem. It has to be redeemed from money, and then it assumes everyday status. Or it was pledged, consecrated to the Holy Temple Fund, and it was not yet redeemed. So all of these are inappropriate to eat. Tam Tam. Or he tasted a, uh, an insect, a bug, and the d- disgusting taste of the bug didn't let him enjoy the truma. All of this should be spit out. When there are two containers, one container has truma grain, truma food, and one has everyday food. A little bit truma fell into one of these two containers. When you do a laser nopla, we're not sure whether, it fell, whether the truma fell into the truma container or the truma fell into the non-truma container. I would say, here the halacha says, I'm going to make a halachic assumption that it fell into the truma container for the purpose of knowing Financially, where we stand. Ein yadua ezuhi shall truma, if we're not sure which is truma. If the non Kohen ate one of them, he doesn't have to pay. We're not saying he's allowed to eat. We're saying he doesn't have to pay. Because the rule is whenever somebody's trying to demand money from someone else, the burden of proof is upon him. But on the second, Container has to be treated like truma. If another person ate the second container, is also exempt from paying. Again, you shouldn't go eat to begin with. We're talking about paying. If one person ate both, he pays the lesser amount. Intentionally, he pays just the principal. Unintentionally, the principal and the fifth. If somebody eats the fifth inadvertently, which means he set aside the penalty of the fifth, and then he ate that. Now he has to pay a fifth on top of the fifth, because the fifth becomes like truma. The fifth penalty grain becomes like truma grain for all purposes. He keeps adding a fifth to a fifth if he violates it forever. Anybody who pays the principal and the fifth, the payment becomes like truma for all purposes. The exception is if they were planted. That which grows from this fifth is everyday mundane grain. Furthermore, if the Kohen wants to forgive and says, never mind, don't worry about it, he has no right to forgive. Anybody who only pays principal, the principal is everyday food. If the Kohen wants to forgive that, because there's a difference between the principal, which is financial business between the Kohen and the violator, or the fifth, which is between God and the violator. 
What if a daughter of an Israelite ate truma, and then she married a Kohen? So now she becomes a truma eater. Im truma achla. If she ate truma that never belonged to a particular Kohen, and she has to make restitution. Now that she's a Kohen, why shouldn't she pay the principal and the penalty to herself? She's now a Kohen too. But if she ate truma that belonged to a particular Kohen, the principal has to be paid to the Kohen who owned it. But the penalty of the fifth, why shouldn't she pay herself? She's a Kohen too. So she's paying herself for her own violation, because the violation took place before she became a Kohen, before she had the rights of a Kohen. The principal rule, the, the, the cardinal rule here is anyone who pays principal and the fifth penalty, the principal, whenever possible, has to be paid to the owner. And the fifth penalty, to any Kohen. The owner doesn't necessarily get to get the fifth. What if she never got around to paying until she got divorced? So now, She's not a Kohen anymore. She can no longer pay herself. It's like she was never married to a Kohen. It's gone. Anybody who eats Truma, inadvertently or intentionally, has to pay, make restitution from which food? From mundane food, from which Truma and Maestras have been taken, which means it's his Food. And it's all been taken care of as far as obligations. This is the source from which he has to make restitution. Poor people can pay from that which they gathered from the agricultural gifts which the Torah gives to the poor, from that which people declared ownerless. Or the lady can pay it from the first tithe from which the Kohen's Truma was removed. Even though the original 2% truma was never separated, if the miser came before truma and the obligation wasn't there. It can also be paid from redeemed second tithe, from redeemed consecrated foods. Even though the redemption process was not meticulously observed. From the new crop, for the old crop, but we can never use one species to pay principal and penalty for another species. For example, we can never use wheat for barley and barley for wheat. You shall give to the Kohen the holy. It should be like the holy, same species. If somebody eats zucchini from the sixth year, and it's now the seventh year, so he has to get sixth year zucchini for the principal payment and the penalty. Where is he going to get sixth year zucchini? He just happened to encounter one. What should he do? He can't use sabbatical year zucchini, as we will explain in great detail in the laws of the sabbatical year. Yamtin lekeshun shal mitzvah He's going to have to wait for post sabbatical year zucchini. Yishal mehen and pay from them. So he's going to have to carry this on his books. Shen yachal shalom chayvim bepedas hashviyas. No one can pay his ob- their obligation of this nature from food of the sabbatical year. Kamei she is buyer bimkamei, as we will explain in the laws of shmita and yovel, which are upcoming. 
Chaf achal truma tmeya. What if he ate impure truma? Mishalim chulin. He has to pay mundane food. Bein tmeya, bein tmeyim. It's immaterial whether the food that he uses for restitution is impure or pure. Achal truma tmeya. That's if he ate impure food. He can pay it with impure or even with pure. But if he ate pure truma, mishalim chulin tmeyim. Here he must repay it with pure truma. Mishalim chulin tmeyim. What if he paid it with impure grains? Whether inadvertently or intentionally, whatever he paid, he paid and takes on the sanctity of whatever it is. So, for example, the Kohen uses it for fuel if it was impure. But he didn't discharge his obligation. He has to do it again and discharge his obligation. We touched upon this earlier. And this is a basic rule in the laws of Truma. That in the beginning, when God created the world, every Kohen knew what it means to be a Kohen. But as time went on, especially during the time of the second holy temple, then many Kohenim, due to their ignorance and due to their being busy and involved with stuff, became lax in knowing the laws. And therefore, there became two categories of Kohenim. There became the brotherhood called a chover, a comrade, meaning a learned Kohen. And then there was the everyday Kohen, who didn't really know what they're doing, but still were Kohanim. You had to be very careful with what they had. If he ate the truma of a learned Kohen, he has to repay, make restitution to the learned Kohen category. But if he ate the truma of an ignorant Kohen who doesn't really know how to observe the laws of truma, he can pay to a learned Kohen. And then, being that the principle has to be given to the person who was to the Kohen who was victimized, he takes money from the learned Kohen and gives the value of that truma to the ignorant person. Why? Because the principle rule is. And we're going to be talking about this extensively. Shane Maslim, Tahara Slamaras, we're not allowed to give holy foods to an ignorant Kohen who doesn't know the laws of treating foods holy. This was a big problem. In our world, we don't even understand what it means because we don't know what it means to maintain ritual sanctity. But in a world of ritual sanctity, it was very complex to really know how to do that. That's why, as I pointed out many times, it's important for us to know that one Sixth of the Mishnah deals with the laws of ritual sanctity, purity, impurity, and so on. Very complex laws. And we will, with God's help, get to them in the Rambam as well. What if an Israelite steals Truma from his maternal grandfather who happens to be a Kohen? What does that mean? A Kohen could have a daughter who marries a non-Kohen, so his grandchildren are not Kohen. So this grandson went and grabbed a couple cupcakes from his A.D., the Kohen. Now the normal rule is he has to make restitution. The principal has to go to his grandfather. The fifth can go to anybody. But he died, the grandfather died. And he is one of the heirs of the grandfather. Because he's a grandson. Now the question is, can he pay himself? Because he's an heir. Ain't a Mishalm he cannot pay himself. Because he's not a Kohen. 
has to pay an MOT, member of the tribe. He has to pay a Kohen heir. So also if Truma was bequeathed to him by his maternal grandfather, the Kohen, and he ate it. Or a creditor who collected a debt, and it ended up to be Truma, or a woman, Biksubasa, who collected her marriage contract value, and it ended up to be Truma, Vachalu, all these people ate it, and they didn't really know that they were eating Truma. Bishaman, they must eat Canada, principal Vachemish in the fifth, Lakayan Chabar, to a learned Kohen. And then the learned Kohen, Neisalem Domim, gives the Truma value. We talked many times, the value of Truma is less than non Truma because of supply and demand rules. As if they would have sold the Truma. Chav Gimel, Agenev Truma, what if somebody steals Truma? Velay Achola, but never eats it. Mesham Tashlomi Kepal Abaylam. The rule in Torah is when you steal something, under certain circumstances, you have to pay double. It's called Kepal. Steal a hammer, you got to pay two hammers. You steal a, bush, a bushel of Truma, you got to pay two bushels. So if he stole Truma, he didn't eat it, he has to pay two. Yeshle, the Shalamid made Truma, he can pay from the monies of Truma. What if he stole it and ate it? This is a different ballgame. He now has to pay two principles because he stole it. Plus the fifth. The principle and the fifth has to be from everyday food. And the other principle, even from Truma money. Now the plot thickens. What if the truma also happened to have been consecrated, we imagine, by the Kohen to the temple fund? So it's truma consecrated to the temple fund, Ugenova and the thief stole it from the temple fund. So now he has two violations. He violated the temple fund sanctity and he violated the truma sanctity. He doesn't have to pay double anymore. Why? Because the double payment is only made to an individual, not to the holy temple, which is, so to speak, as we say today, uh, a corporation. Charities don't have the law of Kephal. But what he does have to do here is he has to make restitution by paying the principal back, plus he has to pay twice one-fifth. one once one-fifth, because when somebody eats truma, inadvertently has to pay a fifth penalty. Another fifth penalty has to pay, because we learned that if somebody inappropriately benefits from the sacred, he also has to pay a fifth. So he has to pay two-fifths. Now the question is, to whom? If it had an olive's worth, so that's enough of a truma violation. That's the minimum size for truma violation, as talked earlier. But it does not have the minimum value of a pruta, which is the minimum coin back then. Which is the minimum violation of temple sanctity. Then, then because it was an olive's worth, he pays the coin. But if it has the minimum temple sanctity, which is the pruta, 
whether or not it has the minimum coin, sanctity of the olive, Misham Lehegdash, the sanctity of the Holy Temple fund takes priority. 25, we learned these laws extensively much earlier when we learned the laws of forbidden foods. There is a principle that says, Ein Iser, Chal Al Iser. One prohibition never takes hold on top of another prohibition, unless, and then there's a bunch of unlesses. Why does this prohibition of Truma come on top of Temple Fund? Why does Temple Fund come on top of Truma? So, one of the unlesses kick in here. Because one of the unlesses, one of the exceptions of this rule was if the item takes on, by definition, a new prohibition on its own. And that's exactly what happened here. If we can focus, we'll see. Because the truma was forbidden to an Israelite, umuteres lakayin, and was permitted to a Kohen. Any Kohen is allowed to go eat truma. Higdisha, but once this Kohen sanctified it, consecrated it to the temple fund, nesalakayin, any Kohen, and every Kohen is now no longer permitted to eat it. So it takes on a new prohibition by definition. The fecal, therefore, and this is the key word, neisef ba'isur, a prohibition was added to it, Afal Yisrael, even to the Israelite. Because the prohibition was added to the coin, even the Israelite now has the secondary prohibition of a consecrated fund violation. And finally, 26, Hagezel Trumah, if somebody robs Trumah and ate it, what's the difference in halacha between stealing and robbing? The answer is stealing is underhandedly, surreptitiously. You sneak in and you steal. Robbing is you come in with a gun and you say, stick them up. It's broad daylight, not a secret. It's bullying. So if somebody robs Truma and eats of it, Mishalim Kerem Bechaymish, he has to pay the principal and one fifth penalty. In the laws of robbing, there is no law of double. Kefal only applies, I believe, to stealing, not to robbing. Because the fifth that he paid because of Truma, he fulfills the, the mandate of Gzela as well. You shall pay the Kohen the Holy. He only has to pay of the Holy. What if he stole it? He robbed it and, and fed it to somebody else. So Eichel, the one who eats it, Mishalom Kerem B'chemish, has to pay the principal and the fifth. Now he says the rule of thumb here is, the rule of thumb here is that wherever the Torah says he pays the principal and the fifth, if he ate the value, let's say, of $4, Mishalom Shabbat Hamish, he repays $5. Four plus one is five, and that's a fifth from the five. Whenever we say he has to pay the principal and two-fifths, if he ate four, he pays six. That's two-fifths. Whenever we say he has to pay two principals and one-fifth, if he ate four, he has to pay four plus four plus one. It's nine. We always evaluate the money which the value stood at 
at the time of eating, Ben Shuzla, whether the price went down, Shastashlum at the time of payment, Ben Shuhukra, or the price went up at the time of payment. End of chapter 10.